And verse 18 is just an elderly man saying, God, don't forsake me. Don't leave me. You used me when I'm younger. God, use me now when I'm older. Give me your strength, and I'll spend the rest of my days teaching the next generation about how great you are, O God. I will praise you more and more and more, God, so that they will understand who you are. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. Have you ever asked yourself the question, who is Jesus or what does it mean to be saved? How about questions like, what is eternity? Or is there a real God and where is he when I'm really suffering? These are just some of the topics we explore every day on this program. In these challenging times, we believe that God's word is the source to all our answers. So if you can, get out your Bibles. And let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message for us today. I want you to take your Bibles today and turn to Psalm chapter 71. Now there is debate, but I believe that Psalm 71 is an extension of Psalm chapter 70. I believe that David wrote these words, and by the time you get to Psalm 71, David is an old man. He is sick, he is tired, and he's feeling as though he's been forgotten. I want you to look at verse 9, Psalm 71, verse 9. The psalmist writes, do not cast me away when I am what? When I'm old. Do not forsake me when my strength is gone. You know, the older you get, just the weaker your body becomes, and he's That's what he's feeling. He feels as though no one cares about him. He feels as almost God is casting him aside, like, I used you when you were younger. I, I don't need you anymore. In verse 10, he's surrounded by his enemies. David, as you know, was a warrior. And uh, he defeated a lot of kings, a lot of people uh, he defeated. And so now that he's old, he's vulnerable. And his enemies are coming back to get revenge. They're criticizing him. They are plotting actually to kill him. He feels that. In verse 11, they're slandering him, mocking him. They're saying, look at him now. God no longer even cares about David. Let's let's attack while he's vulnerable. In verse 12, David actually cries out to help. He says, God, help me in verse 12. So in the midst of his trials, in the midst of his aging, in the midst of feeling as though no one needs him anymore, David says these words in verse 14. David says, but as for me, in spite of all that surrounds me, I will always have hope. He says, I will praise you more and more. Now that's amazing to me because of all the people who had ever praised God, no one praised God more than David. And yet he writes, I will praise you more and more. Now my question is why? Why would David praise God more and more the older he gets? David could say that because he now knows God better than when he was a young man. Have you ever noticed that some folks, the more you're around them, the less you like them? 
I hope you're not sitting next to that person. And have you ever noticed that some folks, the more you're around them, the better you like them? The richer it gets, the more you appreciate them. And one of the reasons why David could say, I will praise you more and more, is because as he got older, he actually knew God better than when he was younger. Don't you think that when David was just a boy, and just a little boy, and he fought a lion with his bare hands? Don't you think that he had a pretty good relationship with God? And don't you think that when he killed a bear with his bare hands, he had a pretty good relationship with God and he praised God? And don't you think that when David slew the giant by the name of Goliath, that David praised God? And, and don't, you, don't you think that when David wrote the 23rd Psalm, when you read through the 23rd Psalm and you think about David, you, 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 you reach one conclusion. Oh, David... David must have really knew that knew that he knew the Lord to write these words. David knew who the shepherd was. You see, as you get older, you have more to be thankful for. And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, you get to Psalm 71. David's getting up in years. He's old. He's gray, and he's thinking of all the things. And he's thinking, God, I got, I can, I'm going to praise you more and more. He's got more things to thank God for. Number three, write this down. This is important. With the passing of years, there's more mercy and forgiveness. Isn't that wonderful? You see, when David was just a boy tending the sheep and he fought the lion and the bears with his hands, he had not yet committed the sin of adultery with Bathsheba. David tending the sheep and killing the bear and the lion took place in 1 Samuel. He committed his sin with Bathsheba in 2 Samuel. It hadn't happened yet. When David slew the giant named Goliath, that was in 1 Samuel chapter 17. David had not yet committed the murder of Uriah in 2 Samuel chapter 11. David's worst sins took place when he was an adult. And as David got older, he sinned more and he rebelled. And last week, if you were here, I hope you were, we looked at Psalm 51 after the prophet Nathan confronted David on his sin. Psalm 51 was just this prayer of repentance where David cries out to God and says, God, forgive me of my sin Create in me a pure heart, God. Renew within me a, a clean spirit, a new spirit, O oh God. And the Bible says that God gives grace and mercy to David. And we looked at this last week in Psalm 51, verse 15. After David experienced grace, he cries out, Lord, I am going to praise you. Because why? Because of the grace that he has experienced. And I believe as you get older, you look back over your life, you start to recall all the times that you have fallen, all the times you have sinned, and all the times that God has picked you up and cleaned you up and graced you up so that you could continue on. No wonder you can say, I will praise you more and more because all the things that God has blessed you and forgiven you for. In Luke chapter 7, the Bible tells the story where Jesus is sitting, he comes into a a house of a Pharisee. Everybody say Pharisee. Pharisee. They've just eaten and Jesus is sitting there reclining 
and here comes a prostitute, a lady of the night, who gets down on her knees, and she's just weeping, and she's crying, and the tears are falling on Jesus' feet, and she's wiping and cleaning the, the feet, and she's kissing. The Bible says he's, she's kissing, kissing the feet of Jesus. And so the Pharisee thinks to himself, and he's thinking, Jesus, Jesus, if you were really a prophet, you would know what kind of a woman that was. Well, now Jesus, he knows, even though he didn't hear it out loud, he knows what the guy's thinking, amen? So he turns to the disciples and he tells them a story for the disciples and for the Pharisee who's thinking that. While this woman is kissing his feet, Jesus says, Simon, I want to ask you a question. Suppose there's two men. One man owes 500 denarii and one man owes a debt of just 50 denarii. And they owe the money to the same lender and neither man can pay his debt. The guy that owes 500 denarii, he can't pay that debt back. And the guy that owes 50 denarii, he can't pay it back. And Peter's listening. And Jesus says, Peter, suppose the lender forgives both of the men of their debt. The guy that owes 500 says, you're free, you don't owe me a penny. And he says to the guy that only owes 50, you're free, you don't owe me a penny. Peter goes, yeah. Who is going to appreciate the lender the most? The guy that was forgiven 500 in their eye or the guy that was forgiven 50? Who's going to be most appreciative? Now, Peter was not a rocket scientist. But he says, Lord, I, I think the guy that was forgiven 500 denarii is going to be the most grateful. And Jesus says, you have answered correctly. And then I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. These are powerful words. He turns towards the woman who's kissing his feet. And he turns to Simon and he says, Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. And then Jesus says these words. I'll put this on the screen. Verse 47, therefore I tell you, Her many sins have been forgiven, for she has loved much. But he who has been forgiven little loves what? Little. Don't you see that the older one gets, the more you look back over your life, the more you realize how great God's grace and mercy and forgiveness have been in your life? And David had committed many sins over his life. Therefore, he had experienced much grace. No wonder he could look back over his life and say, I will praise you more and more. Number four, David is closer to heaven than he's ever been before. Because the older one gets, the closer one gets to seeing Jesus. The closer you get to seeing Jesus, the more you want to praise Jesus. Just look at verse 17. Again, he's reminiscing. This whole chapter, he's reminiscing. He goes, since my youth, O God. He's saying from the time I was young to this time when I'm old, he's recognizing and realizing that he's not going to be around much longer. You ever notice that the older you get, the more people you know that have died and gone on to heaven? I mean, when you're in your 20s, you really don't know anyone who's died. In your 30s, you start to hear of a friend who died. In your 40s, you hear of a classmate who died. 
and you know maybe uh, half a dozen in your 50 when you're in your 50s you man there's all kinds of people you know that have died when you're in your 60 and your 70 a lot of your friends have died when you're in your 80s and your 90s just about everybody you know has died that's why that one old guy he was real old and he said i hope i die soon because if i don't die soon some of my friends are going to think i didn't make it My last living grandparent, her name was Mildred. Uh, She was in her 80s. It's my dad's mother. All my other grandparents had died. And I was like in my 20s. And they found a tumor about the size of a grapefruit in her. And I remember being in a car. My dad was driving, and and I was sitting over there. I was 20. I didn't have any more grandparents. This is it. Grandma's sick. And you know, she's not going to make it. And I, I was just worried. I was worried about my dad. It was his mother. And I was worried about my grandmother. And I was going to miss her. And I just said, Dad, a, a, a tumor the size of a grapefruit? How does that happen? Why, why would that happen to Grandma? She served God her whole life. Why would, why would Grandma have a tumor the size of a grapefruit? My dad was driving. He said, son, God's got a thousand ways to get us to heaven. What? (laughs) This is your mom. This is grandma mom. We called her Granny Goose. Yes, son. We can't all live on earth forever. God's got to get us to heaven some way. And we usually, you know, someone's dying on a deathbed. Everyone's gathered around. Everyone's sick. Oh, no. He's going to die. Oh, we're crying. He says, you know what? He says, son, no, no, you don't want to live here. You want to live in heaven forever and ever. And he said, don't worry about that, that tumor. And grandma said, God's got a thousand ways to get us to heaven. This is just one of them. And he was correct. And one day, I can't wait to go to heaven. One of the reasons, yeah, I want to see Jesus, but I won't see my grandma. And you see, the older you get, the older you get, the more people you know that have gone before you. And I really believe this with all my heart. As David is getting older in his life, and he's just thinking back to his life, he knows that in just a little while, he's going to see the Lord. And he says, Lord, he writes these words, even though I'm old, even though I've got problems and trials, I want to praise you more. I'm telling you, because one day when you get to heaven, you're going to worship God forever and ever and ever. You might as well get started right now. Number five is because the world needs it. The world needs us to praise God more than ever before. The world, now's the time. The world needs it more than any other time. Right now, we, we need to be praising God. Now, I want to show you verse 18, all right? I want, you, I want you to put on your thinking caps. Look at this verse. He says, as I, as I get older, Lord, now what's he thinking? Remember, he's thinking, hey, God's forsaken me. Oh, yeah, he used me when I was a little kid. I fought the lion and the bear and the giant named Goliath, and I was the king. And, but now he's old. 
And he feels as though the Lord's forsaken him or he's not needed anymore. No one needs him now. And he says, look at verse 18. He says, Lord, do not forsake me. And what he's saying is, Lord, I still, I still got some preaching me, Lord. I still got me some praise in me. There, there's still some tread on this old body. God, if you don't forsake me, I, I'll take what strength you give me, I, and I'll spend the rest of my days here on this earth praising you, telling the next generation, because God, the next generation needs to know, the next generation needs to understand Lord, the next generation needs to hear about what? He has it right there in verse 18. What do they need to hear about? They need to hear about your power, about your strength, your might. And verse 18 is just an elderly man saying, God, don't forsake me. Don't leave me. You used me when I'm younger. God, use me now when I'm older. Give me your strength, and I'll spend the rest of my days teaching the next generation about how great you are, O God. I will praise you more and more and more, God, so that they will understand who you are. As we close, I want to ask you this question. Now, stay with me. Don't you think that the more sinful the world becomes, the more Jesus ought to be praised. Don't you think the the more that the world curses God, the more that we are, the more of us that are Christians, we ought to be praising God. The more the world shames God and makes fun of God, the more of us ought to shout about Jesus. He is the Son, the Christ, the Son of the living God. The more that educators and politicians try to deny God, the more that we who serve Him ought to promote God, Doesn't it just make sense that the darker the night becomes, the brighter our light should shine? The more that the world shh, you Christians, leave that stuff in the church. Don't bring it to school. Don't bring it into the government. Don't bring it into the workplace. You do what you want inside that church. Shh, you guys be quiet when you get outside that church. Don't you see the more the world says, hey, leave us alone, the more we ought to go to every street and every school and every job and every home and every corner of this earth and shout and praise God more and more and more and more and more. I want you to stand. We're going to look at verse, three more verses, verse 22, 23, and 24. Verse 22, 23, and 24. This is Psalm 71. I'm so tired of people telling me, shh, preacher, you, you leave that stuff in the church. Don't be bringing that stuff into the government. Don't get it in the schools. Listen, I've only got so many years left. Don't you tell me to be quiet. Okay. 
I can't help myself. I want every member of Congress. I want every local mayor and every city official. I want every president who serves the United States. I want every citizen in this country to know how great God Almighty is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you this. We are just getting started around here. So I want to read this. I want you to read it with me. And I don't want you to be timid or shy. I want them to hear us over there at Starbucks. Okay? I want, to, I want them to hear us out on the street, out, out at Walmart and Best Buy and Long's Drug and the grocery store and the, and the little yogurt shop over there. I want you to say these words. All right, we're going to say them together, all right? Say it from your heart. I will praise you with a heart for your faithfulness, oh my God. I will sing praise to you with the lyre, oh Holy One of Israel. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praise to you, I whom you have redeemed. My tongue will tell of your righteous acts all day long. For those who wanted to harm me have been put to shame and confusion. God, as we sing this song, help us to sing, God. Help us to worship, God. Help us to honor you, God, more and more and more. And the longer we're here and the more that we know and the more that you bless and the more grace that we've experienced and the longer we live and the closer we get to heaven, God, Help us to praise you more and more, we pray in Jesus' name. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. Wouldn't it be great if there were accessible answers to our spiritual problems? Just like there's a smartphone app for calculating a tip or getting directions to a local store. Most of us have heard the phrase, there's an app for that, popularized by the creators of the iPhone. Well, God has an app for the common problems faced by Christians everywhere. Are you stressed out? God has an app for that problem with crude language or gossip, struggling with prejudice, brokenhearted, anxious, or depressed, God has an app for that too. Pastor Dudley's book, God Has an App for That, is available now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. This helpful resource can be yours right now by calling our toll-free number 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also get God Has an App for That on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Come and explore the book of James 
and discover God's user-friendly solutions for some of the biggest challenges we all face daily. Get your copy of Pastor Dudley's book, God Has an App for That, today. Hello, friends. My name is Dusty Frizzell, and I want to invite you to our new Thursday night service at Shepherd Church. That's right. We're adding a fourth service starting May 5th. Worship service starts at 7 p.m., and it's for all ages, but we're going to have food trucks before the service. In the first few weeks, the food is going to be free. We'll be following the same sermon series as the weekends, and you'll hear from myself, from some of my friends, and even from Pastor Dudley. So if you'll be gone on a weekend, or you just want to open up some seats for others on the weekends, join us on Thursdays starting May 5th at 7 p.m. I hope to see you there. All information on dates, service times, and locations can be found on our website, shepherdchurch.com. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Pastor Dudley.